Welcome to Mind Over Mom. I'm Alyssa. And I'm Nikki. Our goal here is for this to be a safe space for moms to come and feel less alone in their daily struggles of motherhood. Together, we can free our minds, find our inner warriors, and embrace this new and beautiful village. We're so happy you're here. Hello, our anxious mom friends. Welcome back to another episode of Mind Over Mom. We have a special guest today. We have Andrea. Andrea is the owner of Out of Darkness Candle, and her mission just really aligns with us when she emailed us to ask to be on the podcast and like told us her mission and all that stuff. We were just like, this is perfect. She's a mom. She's a family woman, but she also has a greater purpose. I feel like Out of Darkness Candle is not just another candle brand. It has a driving point of bringing awareness to mental health. And her inspiration was her daughter. And when she was struggling, it brought light to her life to accomplish this, to bring this business full circle and to just raise awareness for mental health and just make it okay, which kind of pretty much aligns with what Alyssa and I put out there all the time is we want to break that stigma. And that's what Andrea is doing. Yeah. So in the episode, we dive into all things motherhood, all things mental health. Um, Andrea's kids are older than our kids. So it's almost like a different perspective of motherhood. But what I really liked about her is just how this company was formed. I love the the reasoning behind it. I love how she makes them with her family. Like it is a group passion project. It's not just like, like we joke about how Bath and Body works. Like you buy from them, but nobody's like putting their heart and soul into it. But the beautiful thing about her and her company is that it is, she's putting her heart, her soul. It's a family project. That candle is made with love. That's the difference. And that's why, we appreciate her so much. Yes. And what I love, especially is that her candles encourage you to take a moment to pause, to reflect and to practice self-care. She even has like cute sayings on the candles too. And she said that her family helps make the scent. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I love that because it's not, it's not just one person making it. It's like, this is a really well thought out candle. Like this, like I said, this was made with love and I think that that's great. It's such a beautiful story. And I think you're all going to enjoy the episode so much. So without further ado, here is Andrea. So today on the podcast, we have Andrea. Andrea is the owner of Out of Darkness Candle. We're so happy to have her. Her story really aligns with a lot that we have to do with because the whole purpose of starting out of darkness candle came from her being a mom basically so Andrea do you want to introduce yourself to our audience yes first of all thank you guys so much for having me I'm so excited to do this and I'm so happy that we met um definitely I think that you know our missions and everything totally aligns so I am Andrea 
I'm the founder of Out of Darkness Candle. I live in Brooklyn, New York with my husband, my two kids, two dogs and a cat, a little chaotic household that we have here. <laughs> but my company was actually born out of, um, I mean, basically like a struggle with motherhood. Uh, my daughter struggles with mental illness. She just turned 16 and she has really for her entire life struggled with anxiety and depression. And then a few years back, she had a, just a complete breakdown. And um, she was then after that diagnosed with bipolar too. Okay. But during this um, breakdown that she was having, it was, I mean, insanely, insanely stressful for me. And I don't mean that as like, you know, to diminish what she was going through, but as a parent and especially as a mom, I think, you know, we try so hard. We always want to just make sure that our kids are okay. And, you know, we want to just heal them. And this was something that wasn't that simple. It wasn't, oh, she has a cold give her some, you know, give her a cough drop or, oh, she has a fever. Let's throw some Tylenol at her. Um, this was just watching your baby just in a puddle basically, you know, and it was putting me into a dark place myself at that point, because then it was just like, how do I help her? And I was just spinning and watching her suffer so much and still try to keep up with everything else that I had to do in my household and all the other things, it was just, I mean, it was just like crushing for me. So I'm finding myself now in this own dark place and I'm saying, okay, well, I can't do this because I still have to care for everybody here in my house and I need to figure something out. And I kind of realized it wasn't like, it was just kind of like, honestly, like a light bulb went off one night every day we lit a candle um, and I was making candles previously just as a hobby. And honestly, I just realized like how therapeutic it was at the end of these ridiculously long days and stressful days and tiring days. It was like sitting down on the couch with my family and with my daughter and just, you know, excuse the pun, but like feeling the stress melt away when I lit the candle and I was just like, you know what, like, this is, this is my path. This is what I have to do because I knew that I wanted to bring awareness for mental health. Um, and I also wanted to like, you know, just kind of put out there that like anybody who's going through anything, there is a community here and there are people here. And that was like, I mean, it was like the best thing that I ever did. Um, you know, just because it, opens up this entire world and this entire community to me of other moms and other people and people going through similar things or people just saying like, oh yeah, like, you know, it's just, it's just been this amazing, amazing journey. So um, that's basically how I started. It was just something that I knew I needed to do. And I knew that I wanted to bring awareness to mental health. I also wanted to show my children that like, you know, take, take, take a step, you know, like take the leap, do, do what is in your heart. And it was on my heart. And I was like, I know that I have to just do something with this. Um, so that's how I'm here now. Your story is amazing. It's truly beautiful. Um, how you came out of the darkness. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a pun too, <laughs> but <laughs> I feel like I, as a mother, 
once we have these babies and we bring them into the world, it's like our heart is walking around outside of our bodies. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So when we see them struggling or we see them going through something, we just want to fix it. And sometimes it's a lot harder than surface level, yeah. but you are such a wonderful and such a strong mother for helping your daughter, for finding her, what she needed, the resources and not just putting it by wayside. Because too often, I mean, I struggled with anxiety my whole life. Mm -hmm. And back when I was younger and when I was 16, it was different. Like people didn't really talk about mental health. They didn't talk about like my, my father also struggled with anxiety. So it was, it was genetic, but it just was something that you didn't really talk about or think about. Mm -hmm. And I am truly so proud of you oh, thank for doing you. all that you did for your daughter. It's amazing. Thank you. And I feel like our stories are so similar, but so different in the sense of like, we struggle with anxiety. And like, for me personally, it took me um, 30, 33 almost years for me to like say, okay, I shouldn't be feeling like this. I need to get some help somewhere, somehow. Um, but in your case, it was more of like, you you needed to find your daughter help and you helped her in that sense. Whereas had I gotten help for my anxiety, I don't know. Yeah. When I was 16, you know, mm -hmm. maybe my life would have not taken such a, a hit when I had kids right. because that was such a detrimental thing to my mental health. And I mean, I don't say that lightly. I love my kids dearly, but man, that was the hardest time. So I think what's best about you and your story is how much you're advocating for your daughter because most moms just don't. Like well, like in the, like in the past day and age, they're just like, oh, you feel anxious? All right, take a deep breath. Right. I right. feel like when you're not in the thick of it, when you don't have right. it, don't understand anxiety. Yes. Because I always say like for my mom, it just was something that she never really understood because she doesn't worry about anything. <laughs> I say that she worries about nothing. If my mom's worrying, then there's, 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 <laughs> then, then there's a reason to <laughs> be there. <laughs> and we always say that, but, and I joke with her now till this day, because at the time I feel like she just didn't really know and didn't really get right. it. And, um, I always say, and that's one thing I always say for my, my two boys, if they ever need anything, mm -hmm. I want them to come to me. I want them to tell me, and I want to address it because I don't want to let them struggle in silence. Yes. Yeah. I kind of feel like that's also what brought our podcast to surface. Like we want to get rid of that stigma around it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like touching on what you guys said as well, um, you know, I do advocate for mental health, obviously, but I am a huge advocate for youth mental health. I think that the more we teach our children and the more that we put it, try to get it into schools and all the things it's, you know, it's just something that they, it's a resource that they need, whether you have a diagnosis or not, we all have mental health and there's all going to be these times in our lives when we just kind of take a dip or something. There's just, it's always going to happen and we need to teach our children how to work through those things without just saying, oh, it, it'll be fine. Take a deep breath. Like you said, like, it's okay. Like you, we, you know, you can't just brush it aside. You can't just push it off. Um, 
and teaching them, I think these tools or to create their own little toolbox on how to get through it, I think is just super, super important. And there's like such horrifying, horrifying statistics about kids. And honestly, like the one that just like kicks me in the gut every single time is that, you know, kids from the age of 10 to like 24, suicide is the second leading, leading cause of death. And that just a 10 year old's like, I'll cry just thinking about it right now. But like, I mean, I, I, I just, I just can't, I just can't like even wrap my head around a 10 year old. We, we don't want to continue down this path right. Because right. so many things in school that are nonsense. Nonsense. Yeah. Like really my, even my daughter, she's in first grade. She comes mm-hmm. home with some things from school and I'm like, girlfriend, you're never going to use this. I'm so sorry. Love you so much. You have to do it because your teacher says you have to. But unfortunately, this isn't like, this isn't going to matter in the real world. Right. And mental health does matter in the real world, regardless yeah. if you suffer from it or not. Because mm-hmm. it, even if you don't suffer from it, I guarantee there's someone in your life that suffers from it. Yes. And what I was thinking as Alyssa was talking was we had even aired an episode um, talking about mental health days and Mm. like allowing our kids to have some mental health days to decompress from life. And I feel like even that is frowned upon. Like this, it is the attendance weighs in way more than the fact that sometimes kids need a moment to breathe. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's something that I practice myself. I, I let my children take their mental health days. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just so important. And I mean, like you said, like some of the stuff that they're even doing in school right now, it's just like, like, let's have a, a class on regular health, mental health, like taking yeah, care all, of yourself, taking care of yourself, yes. you know? Yeah. Um, so we'll, I want to, well, first of all, I wanted to ask, this isn't like in our question list, but do you suffer from any like mental health issues? So, you know, what's funny is, I don't know how funny it is, but <laughs> I say that too all we the time. Yeah, like, you know, funny. Like, we're going to cry. So. <laughs> um, you know, going through this with my daughter and I do have my bachelor's in psychology because it's just always something that did like, you know, resonate with me. And I do have mental illness in my family. Um, so, but I never realized like, but going through this with my daughter and then doing all of this with the company and like putting out all this education and researching and stuff, you know, there's certain things that I've realized like, oh, you know what? Like, I'm not just shy. Like I actually have social anxiety. It's horrible. It's like, it's just terrible. But I was always told you're shy. Like you're just shy. Like that's all it is. Like you'll just get over it. Right. Like, yeah. And like, so as I'm growing and as I'm doing all of these other things, I'm starting to realize like certain things about myself that was just kind of like labeled as something different. And then I like, I like it though. Cause now I get a chance to work on it, you know? So now I'm like, okay, now I it's this and let me try to figure out like, you know, a way around it or whatever. But I love that. <clears throat> and I mainly ask because I have a lot of people in my life who don't suffer from anxiety, depression, whatever, everything that I, you know, luckily I'm medica- medicated for now, but you know, it's, it's an ongoing journey. It's not like one thing is a fix for everything. So right. it's, it's a battle that I have to deal with on a daily basis. Some days I have really good days. Some days I'm like, 
man, should I call my doctor today? But for someone like my husband who doesn't ever, my husband is just like Nikki's mom. <laughs> it's like, if there is something to worry about. Joe, like it has to be really serious for him to worry about it. Whereas like I lay down at night and my mind is just going a million miles per hour, but it's so important to have the empathy and to understand that like, this isn't something that's fake. This isn't something that's um, like, we're being dramatic. We're being, cause I was told that a lot in my yeah. postpartum period, you're being very dramatic. Mm -hmm. Okay. Maybe I was, but if you actually like felt how I felt, I'm not sure you would use that terminology. I think that you would like feel a little more bad for the things that I'm going through and suggest that I get help instead. And I'm very proud of you for doing that for your daughter because you took the step instead of saying, stop being ridiculous, stop, uh -huh. you know, you're acting crazy. We hate that word here at oh, my mom. But instead of you saying that, and instead of you brushing it to the wayside, this will pass, this will pass. You know, so many people love that phrase. I love that phrase too. But sometimes it does not pass unless you get help. So yeah. props to you for helping your daughter in that capacity because it couldn't have been easy for you or for her, you know? Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And and I actually had people telling me as like, as I was getting her help and as I was doing that, oh, she's just being dramatic. It's fine. Like she's, a, or she's, you know, going to be a teenager and hormones and or, oh, she just wants your attention and she sees that you're getting attention. And it's like, no, no, like you could tell, like you could just tell, like I, I'm, I, I mean, when you're looking at somebody and you're just like, this is just, and, and even if it was, and what my, my response usually was, okay, well then that's a problem in itself. Like if she's doing all of this just to get my attention for maybe five or 10 minutes, you know, just to sit with her. Well, then maybe that's, you know, maybe she needs, maybe she should talk to somebody about that then, you know, like either way you're going to look either at way. it, you know, come on. And, um, but you know, I'm, I'm a very firm believer in our children. We, we know exactly what's best for our children and, you know, nobody should ever tell you, um, especially as moms. I sometimes even tell my husband, I'm like, nah, I got this. I got <laughs> I love that. I feel like you did what was best for you and your family, despite what other people were saying. And I feel like that's something Alyssa and I say all the time. You have to do what works for you. Yeah. Regardless of what other people have to say about it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Especially because like for me, for my son, I took my son to therapy because he, he was only four, but he was just having tantrums, tantrum after tantrum after tantrum. I couldn't get them under control. Partially was my mental health to blame. Like hindsight is twenty twenty. My mental health was affecting him. So my whole thought process was, let me get him into therapy because what's the worst thing that's going to happen? I don't have to make any decisions. They tell me I have to medicate him. I can make that decision when we get there. But right now, me just going and talking to someone and getting their perspective and their help. And if a professional is able to tell me this too shall pass, he's only four, you know, it'll get better. That's one thing, but I didn't want to take it into my own hands and have it, you know, I'm thinking this will pass, this will pass. And then he's what, 
10, 11. And we're so far gone at that point. And then I'm like, why didn't I just do something when he was four? And my gut told me to do it. Like we have to trust our instincts because nobody in this whole wide world created those children in their bellies other than us. I mean, other than other instances of like surrogacy, which is different. This is a whole nother topic. But for us, us three right here today, we birthed our children. I feel like I know my children better than anyone. And I'm sure you both can agree to that. And taking them to therapy is like my motto. I've been saying to Nikki this week, actually, what's the worst thing that's going to happen from going to therapy and asking for some help? It's like, you don't, you don't feel good. You're not going to sit home and not go to the doctor. You're going to go to the doctor and you're going to say, is it a cold or is it the flu? Because I need you to tell me because I'm not sure. Because I've been contemplating recently with my youngest, who is three and a half. He's young. And that's what I keep hearing from a lot of people is he's only three and a half. Tantrums are normal, but I'm not sure. And I don't want it to get out of hand. So I'm like, maybe I should just take him somewhere and like, have somebody just evaluate it, the situation. And what's the, like Alyssa said, what's the worst thing? That's why her and I have been conversing about it because it, it sparks something in me. I'm like, it's 2024. I mean, I said the other day to my husband, 2024, same, same, different year, same math. It's my little guy. And he like, I would rather address it now before it's right. 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 And, and, you know, it's true. Like, what's the worst that could happen? There, there's, you know, I mean, I mean, there's no harm there. You're not harming them in any way by bringing them. And I know, you know, like you guys are saying, like your kids are young. And I took my daughter when she was young. I, I think she was probably about three or four when I first took her. Um, and then, but as you're saying, I did want to, you triggered something in my memory. The first, the very first therapist that I took my daughter to, um, <clears throat> she was probably about four. And I took her because my parents had gone on a cruise and she would not leave her bed. She didn't get up. She was, she was having anxiety attacks. She was sweating. Like it was horrible. And when they came back, that's it. She was fine. She was just convinced she was never going to see them again. They weren't going to make it back. It was just, it was for about a week. I couldn't get her up. I couldn't get her to school. I couldn't get her to do anything. And I was like, this is not okay. She's going to, you know, I found somebody to take her and talk to her, whatever. And he saw her for a while and he'd also see me and my husband, um, that kind of a thing. And then he sat me down one day and was like, well, like, this is just who she is. And I was like, okay, okay, that's fine. Like, but like, you know, what are we going to, well, no, like this is who she is and that's what it is. And she's young and that's that, like, you know, and my reaction was, I mean, I went a little crazy in the office, but, um, (laughs) but basically like, I'm not trying to change who she is. I would never do that. Like, yes, this is who she is. This is a part of her. This is a part of her life. And that's fine. I would never, you know, because there's also like the other aspect of all of this. Um, like I'm sure you guys too, like you're so, when you have something like this, or you have this deep anxiety or depression, also that comes with it is like this deep empathy and like all these positive like strengths and like amazing qualities um, that I think people who have these kinds of mental illnesses have like, you know, which, which is something that we always talk about with my daughter as well. Like, you know, 
yes, it's crippling sometimes, but then also like, look at all these positives. So I would never, ever want to change like who she is, but I would like to make things easier for her, you know? So that's, you know, when you said like about, oh, if a professional tells me, you know, it's yeah. okay. Kids. We, inter what our first interview that we did at Mind Over Mom was with, um, um, a uh, mental health counselor, um, perinatal counselor, yes. perinatal counselor. And what she said to me stuck with me and it drew something, what you said, you are allowed to fire your therapist. And it <laughs> isn't like, a once, like this isn't, uh, yeah, she did it's almost like you go on a date, you see how you feel mm -hmm. and you have to go from there. Yeah. And I feel like if a therapist isn't giving you the tools that you're looking for, right. even if you didn't want a diagnosis that day, which it doesn't sound like you really wanted, you weren't looking for a diagnosis. What you were looking for was the tools to say, this is how we can make it better. Not to say, this is how we're going to alter her personality. This is how we're going to change her. No, that's not what we're looking for. What we're looking for is how are we going to make this a 1% better every day? What can we okay. do? Give me tools for that. And if you can't do that, then- I'm going to go find someone who can, because what we're discovering is there, there are so many mental health professionals out there that are geared towards specific things that you don't even realize, you know? So maybe you went to a therapist who was like not specializing in what you needed and right. that's fine. And that's fair. But that also means that you can definitely fire that one <laughs> and go to another one. And go to I did. <laughs> yeah. And because we're all entitled to second opinions, right? Like right. We, we don't just want to take an answer. If in our heart of hearts, we're like, I'm looking for more. I need more. You can't just send me on my merry way and say, it's going to be like this forever because we don't need it to be right. Mm -hmm. We need to dig deeper. We need to get more answers. So props to you for getting rid of that therapist. Cause yeah. <laughs> Well, and I feel like, like you said, the altering of the personality, I think that when I was younger, that was always my mom's fear too. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I think she thought that if she seeked help for my anxiety, that it might result in medication. Now mm -hmm. I have struggled with it pretty much since I was probably as young as your daughter, if not younger, mm -hmm. um, I still do not take any medication. And it it's ironic because you said about the empathy aspect and that has always been, and you know that Alyssa, I, I like my personality. I like my empathy. Mm -hmm. I like how I feel people's goals yeah. and I value that. But at the same time, having therapy throughout my life would have not been harmful either. That would have been necessary right. that I, I like going to therapy. I'm a very social person. So like for me, when I go, I, it's like, I'm hanging out with one of my friends and I'm talking and I'm learning things about myself and it's cool. So like, yeah, therapy's cool. That's, that's, that's the point yeah. of that whole, that whole rant I just went on. So I want to try it. <laughs> We recommend. We, we recommend, recommend therapy. <laughs> but Nikki is our mind over mom empath. I am. She I is. definitely She's feel the feels of everyone, especially during these interviews. I said, never in my life have I felt so speechless until we started interviewing people and listening to their stories. And I'm sobbing on Alyssa's shoulder. So, <laughs> all right, we will move along. But I, I would love to know, and I feel like our listeners would love to know, how has your daughter's mental health affected her? not only in school or out in the world, but also, mo and most importantly, at home, if you can just tell us a little bit about that. Um, so I think 
I mean, I think it's affected her entire life, obviously, and it's really affected her. In school, I'll say it affects her the most um, because she goes to, they go to a private school, both of my kids, a private Catholic school. So, you know, it's very rigid. It's very strict. And somebody with anxiety, <laughs> you know, it's not like the best for her, but, um, you know, that's the option we have here. But um, <clears throat> so I think, you know, the way that it affects her now, she's doing a lot better, but you know, and she's socializing more and she's going out more, but there was a very long period of time where she didn't. So she would take a lot of days off of school because she didn't feel good. Um, she would not want to talk to her friends. She would not want to go out with her friends. She would not want to even like text with them. Um, and this is going back, you know, like, and this happened for a very long time. And in the house, she was okay in the house. She, cause this is her safe space. She has, this is her safe space. And then my mom's house as her safe space. And those two places, I think she was really felt like, well, I know, cause she has said that like, she honestly really felt like she could just be herself, whoever that was. Cause sometimes it was angry. And sometimes, you know, her moods were all over the place, but she knows how much we love her and that was, you know, okay for her. So she was just completely free to just do all of that. And, um, but there were, there were very, there were many years of her life where I feel like she kind of missed out on things and because of her anxiety and her depression, she also, you know, like she got into gymnastics and she loved it and she was really good at it. And then they wanted to move her up to the next level and she like freaked out and she was like, I, 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 I can't do it. And she just wound up quitting because the, the idea of like, you know, going to the next level and maybe starting to compete and maybe doing all those things just completely, you know, set her into like a tailspin and like she was out. So, I mean, I think that, like I said, we've really come a long way from that. And, uh, but, but I think it took a lot of years from her or a lot of experience, I, I should say. But now you're on a journey to like, we are on the journey, <laughs> getting better, everything, you know, you guys have identified the problem, you're figuring yes. it out together. And what I wanted to say um, was props to you for making your home a safe space, because I know for a lot of kids with mental illness, and I feel like we touched on the suicide aspect of it mm -hmm. early on in the interview, but I feel like the main thing the main reason why someone would do that, a child, is because they are not accepted at home. I, for me, as a mom, I can't fathom the idea that my kids don't know that I accept them and I love them no matter what. Like, mm -hmm. I don't I don't care what they come home and tell me is going on in their lives. I am going to, uh, this is a what's the term I'm looking for? Unconditional love, that unconditional, is. completely. Yeah. I have no standards for them. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like our relationship is my, it's my responsibility to have a relationship with my kids, to make sure they know that I love them, to make sure that this is a safe space. And I feel like because you gave your daughter that, that is why you have come so far. Because had you just 
brushing under the rug, whatever, we're going to get better. But no, you said we're doing this. So I wanted to say props to you for making that a safe space because it can't, can't be easy. I mean, it's not easy for us and we're the ones dealing with it, like to have that kind of empathy for someone and to open it up and to say, I love you regardless, but let's just, let's try to get a little bit better. I love that. Um, did you want to say anything? And I think you wrapped it all right Okay. Up. What I wanted to ask was, how do you think that has affected you and your mental health as a mother? Do you think that um, it has been helpful to like take this journey with her? Do you think that it has impacted your mental health? I'm just trying to gauge because honestly, I feel like there are so many listeners out here who could be dealing with what you dealt with. Me and Nikki have never dealt with this. So I would love to get your perspective on that. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely changed me a lot and it, and it does, it can, you know, it continually actually um, affects my mental health. I actually recently decided to speak to a therapist myself and I'm actually on medication now. Um, you know, the way that they had explained it to me was, you know, our bodies can only take so much stress or, you know, sadness or all of these, all of these things are trauma. And so the years and the years and the years of me just, I mean, it's a constant worry. It, it just is, it's, you know, um, so it was like all of these things kind of building up and I just kind of like crashed again recently. And I just couldn't get, I just, like I was doing all of the things, you know, like people say like, oh, go. And I say it myself. I say it constantly, like <laughs> to other people. And I was doing all the things I was journaling and I was walking and I was eating health and like all of these things that you're supposed to be doing to keep yourself, you know, mentally healthy. And I just like felt like I just can't get somewhere. Like I just, I, I'm just stuck. I'm just feeling stuck. Like I just can't get it. Um, and I was like, you know what? I gotta, I have to talk to somebody because yes, my daughter is doing better, but obviously we still have those dips and she still has, she, she still has bipolar, you know, it's just, she's still going to have these ups and these downs and these twists and these turns. And I think the hardest times are usually when like she, she will go for a period of time even. And I think those are the hardest times because you're like, okay. Like you want to just be happy and you want to just like go with it and be like, oh, this is awesome. But you know, there's going to be, you know, either a down or an up and, and it's just like waiting. You're just waiting for like that shoe to drop. So, um, you know, so I, it has obviously definitely, definitely, um, affected me. Um, and it affects, you know, my, my son as well. Like, I don't talk about that too much, but he's 13 and I mean, watching her go through all of these things and do all, you know, like all of this stuff. I mean, there's times when he doesn't want to leave her side because he's just like, oh, like, is she okay? Or he's very concerned about her. And then, you know, like he has his own anxieties that have stemmed from, you know, watching my daughter go through all of this stuff. So I think it definitely has affected, you know, like the whole family and stuff like that. Now, Andrea, I'm going to go off the grid a little bit. And if you're not comfortable answering the question, you can totally pass. Um, but has it affected your husband? Alyssa's looking at me like, wait, what are you about to say? Yeah. 
<laughs> Has it affected your husband at all? How did he deal with it? as long as you're comfortable talking about it. Yeah, so my husband actually suffers from anxiety. He okay. has his own anxiety and depression issues. Um, and it's funny because this is so, so I, him having his own anxiety and depression, you would think that he would be the one that's super empathetic and like relates to her and all the things. And actually he's not. He, he gets extremely nervous. It makes him more, it makes him nervous and it scares him to know that like, she's going through this and he kind of like pulls back and Maybe he just kind of like shuts him. down. Yeah. Like I'm he just shuts down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I get that. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's why I was curious how it affects him because I feel like even as dads and as men, I feel like it's just a little bit different. And I know like, even when I've mentioned to my husband about behavioral therapy for our youngest, he's like, well, give it a month. Give mm -hmm. it six months, yeah. <laughs> give it till yeah. then. Like, it's kind yeah. of hard for them to be like, okay, I'm going to accept this mm -hmm. and I'm going to be supportive of it. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. And like you said, your husband suffers from some of his own stuff. Mm -hmm. Maybe it is very triggering. Maybe it does. Like it scares him because he's like, wow, these are things that maybe genetically I brought onto her and yes. I didn't. I didn't want this to happen because that's one of my fears sometimes too. I'm like, I don't want my kids to be anxious. I don't want them to be worrying about anything because like, I just want them to have fun and live their lives and be calm, cool, and collective and okay. not be like thinking about a hundred million things. Right. But you have an advantage because you've been there and yes. I feel like, you know, you know, you know what you need to do to Oh, yes. Well, I feel like, yes. And I've come full circle with it because it did take me a while to be like, okay, but you just, you want different for your children. You right. always want better for them. Yeah. So like, I feel like we don't want them to go through the same things that we go through. But then mm -hmm. I feel like the disadvantage to our husbands is they're, they're just different in jet. They're built different, you know? Yeah. So like, whereas we're, and I'm very empathetic also, as we've mentioned. So like that brings me to wanting to make sure everything is always okay and feeling their feels. But mm -hmm. I, I was just curious. I was curious because it's kind of going to roll us into our next topic. Mm -hmm. Before we jump into the but, next topic, I did. I just wanted to say one thing. Um, props to you for getting the help that you needed because I feel like for moms, we're so superhero mind mindset. Yes. We're so like, we can do it all. We can fix everyone. Um, like so many things, we wear so many different hats, but if we don't internally look within ourselves and make sure that we're okay, nobody else in our family is going to be really that okay. Mm -hmm. Um. So I wanted to say that I'm very proud of you for doing that. And I can relate to you in the sense of like, I feel like for me, when I got the help that I needed, what I did first was I did the same checklist. I did the mental health. I was like, okay, I'm getting enough sunlight. Okay. I'm limiting my social media use. Okay. I'm working out. Like, why aren't I happy? Right. That was what I went to therapy. And she's like, what do you want to accomplish here? And I said, you know, my life is beautiful. I, I step back and I recognize how beautiful my life is. I know how grateful I should be. I'm trying to practice gratitude, but I just can't get there. And that's where sometimes we do, we need a little extra help. Maybe yeah. our brain isn't producing enough serotonin. Maybe, right. you know, we need something to control our anxiety and to say that, we're just okay. That's not going to help anyone. That's not going to help anyone in our family because it all starts with the mom. Yes. 
Yes. That was what I wanted to say. Okay. We can. That was amazing. No, I love that. I feel like it does. I feel like we are the head of the households. Mm-hmm. Hey, the men are the head of the household. The women are the head of the household. A hundred thousand percent. Because <laughs> uh, if it wasn't for us, then it wouldn't, it just wouldn't work, you know? Yeah. I don't got to tell you. Um, so Andrea, if you don't mind moving on, I just wanted to talk a little bit more about the business aspect for you. So out of darkness candles. So tell me, do you make the candles in your home? Does your family get on board with helping make the candles? Do you sell them online? Give me all the tea yes. with your business. Sure. So yes, I sell them. I make <laughs> them right here, <laughs> back here, my basement. Very cool. Um, that we turned into a workshop slash nice. gym. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I was making candles, honestly, just as a hobby, just because like, you hear a lot of stuff about like the big box stores with all the junk that they put in them and stuff. And I'm not super crazy, but I was like, you know what? I love candles. I don't, I, you know, I hated that black soot that always came out of them. So I was like, let me try this out. Yes. So <laughs> that's like what I started doing. Um, and the company itself, like I said earlier, it's really, it was born through, you know, from that traumatic experience I had and my daughter's mental illness. And I really wanted something to be just totally cohesive and like surrounded everything that I did, like touched on mental health awareness um, for everybody. So what I do is I will come up with a name of a candle, like unwind and then say to myself and then say to my family, what do we think? Like, what do we think this should smell like? What do we think we should do here? Um, and then we'll start like testing scents and stuff and um, try to figure it out that way. But that's usually the way that it works. I'll come up with, uh, I'll come up with the um, title for the candle, the name of the candle, and then we work the other way. And then we'll kind of like sit around my table uh, with my family and just kind of like sniff things out and just take notes and stuff and figure out what we like the best. <laughs> I absolutely love that. That is so awesome. I love yeah. to get the kids involved and that everybody's wrapped into this candle. I love yes. it. Yes. Yeah. That makes it so special because it's like, this is your job, mm-hmm. but it's also such a passion for you. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what I like the most about it. It's not like, like when you buy a candle, you're not just buying it from Bath and Body Works. You're buying it from someone who took the time to sit down <laughs> with, with her family. Yeah. And like they came together to make this candle for you. That makes that so much more beautiful, so much more sentimental, so much more valuable <laughs> yes. than what the big box stores can provide because you know they're just mass making them. They're they don't they don't think about what they're doing, but you're like oh. sitting there. Um they're not favoring it. I was yeah. gonna say they're not sitting round table with their family. No, they're <laughs> <laughs> No, bunch not. of corporate people saying what's going to come off that shelf <laughs> yeah and your daughter <laughs> likes making the candles with you she does yeah so so you know that's something that has helped her a lot too um just to have her input I think that she loves that and she loves to just be able to you know like come up with the different scents and names and then help me do like some packaging and stuff like that so um and I think it's just like I said I think it's given her something to not only to to do and to have like you know a purpose but also to teach her that like you know we're fighting for something like within this 
whole thing too. Like, it's okay. It's okay to be who you are and it's okay. And we're going to shout it to the world because there's so many people out there and, you know, who may be going through something similar. So we're just going to, we're going to put it out there and we're going to bring it all together. Yes. Amazing. Because we're not alone because right. all of us are together saying the same thing. Like, I know it can be harder it's like easier to reach people nowadays, but also harder in the sense of like, you have to find the right community. Yes. I feel like that's what you're providing is like a community yeah. to rally around and say, you know, this is, this is important to us. This is what we're doing. This is our mission. And I love that. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank it's you. absolutely inspiring. Yeah. So we'll just wrap it up with the question <laughs> that we ask every guest that we have on Mind Over Mom. Andrea, what is the best part of motherhood for you? And on the flip side, what is the hardest part for you? So the best part is, I think, just watching my kids grow, watching them turn into young adults and see like who they're becoming and what their interests are. And just like, you know, watching them become these I who like you know I know they're going to turn out to be and just evolve and um the relationship that they have with each other and I think that's the best part just like kind of observing the whole situation the hardest part I would say would be the same thing watching them grow and getting older and you know it's so bittersweet because like you want to teach your kids, obviously, how to be functioning adults in society. And then watching them actually become that it's like, oh, my gosh, like my babies. Um, so I think it's the best and the worst part. I feel like a lot of the guests that we have say not not the same thing that you said, but they say that their their best and worst part of motherhood are the same thing, like reverse. Yeah. If that makes yes. sense. She is not the first one to no. say that. You are not the first one, Andrea, yeah. but that just means that you are not alone. And we all feel, you know, we feel the same. I feel like we all feel like the our favorite part is ultimately the hardest part. Yeah. Yes. Well, this was such a great conversation. I'm so happy we did this. We were so happy to have you on. Andrea, if you would like to tell our listeners where they can find you, where they can buy some of your amazing candles from. Sure. So you can find me on Instagram. My handle is at out of darkness candle underscore co. And you can also check out my website. It is www.outofdarknesscandle.com. And we will include all of that in the show notes. So be sure to check Andrea out. And thank you again so much. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you guys for so sharing much. everything. We really appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate you guys having me on. This was a lot of fun. Yes. Thanks for listening to this episode of Mind Over Mom. We hope you tune in again next week. And in case nobody told you today, you are beautiful. You are strong and you are loved. We'll see you next time. We want to remind you that the content provided here is for informational and entertainment purposes only. Our discussions are based on personal experiences, opinions, and general information. 
We are not licensed professionals and our conversations should not be considered a substitute for professional advice. If you are facing mental health challenges, pregnancy concerns, or postpartum issues, we strongly encourage you to consult a qualified healthcare professional or specialist.